Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the twice-weekly podcast about the podcast Too Beautiful to Live. As most of you know, our Friday releases are usually interviews with fans, clip shows, or like last week, just three of us hosts going blah, blah, blah about everything but TBTL. But on the first Friday of every month, we have super fan and TBTL completist Phyllis Fletcher. But before we get to her, my name is Mike Frizzell, also known as The Jail Dude, and I'm in the Orkin Pest Control Studios in Kyle, Texas. Joining me from the Scott's Turf Builder Studios in Linwood, Washington, is the longest-running co-host of this podcast, the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello, Mike. You can also call me that, by the way, if you're ever doing the intro and I'm and, and you're bringing me in. Okay. <laughs> Feel free. Uh, and, of course, we are joined by Phyllis Fletcher, but not from the Housecoat Studios in Finney Ridge, uh, neighborhood of Seattle, but from a wonderful setting on the most bucolic and flat of the ferry service San Juan Islands, and that is Lopez Island. Hello, Phyllis. Hey, Mike. <laughs> so usually we do a why, why, you know, why we have you, and yeah. I can't resist uh, this week because Lopez Island is my happy place. This is the place where um, I spent summers growing up, where my family bought some property, they put up a tent, and then over a period of years put up a cabin, and over a period of years turned that into an actual house. And it was beautiful and wonderful, and I have so many great memories there. And we sold it um, a few years ago because nobody except my brother seemed to be getting up there anymore. But um, Lopez is the best. You ever been on Lopez before? And what are you doing up there? And where are you staying? All that stuff. Well, my first time here was a couple of years ago when um, I recorded your 50th birthday message from here. Hmm. <laughs> Um, I was up here on the fourth, um, a couple of years ago, um, a friend of mine grew to love coming up here, um, because she was, she used to come up here for work a lot and, um, she started. Wait, doing, what kind of work uh, would call someone up to Lopez Island? Well, that's where you go to get away from work. What is, what is right. the work? <laughs> uh, being a private chef. Oh, rich people. Okay, yep. gotcha. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she used to do that, and um, and then she started um, doing vacation rentals up here because she loved it so much, and um, she became friends uh, with a woman who was doing that with her for a while, and then that friend bought a place and very generously invited me and Josh, um, even though she's only you know, hung out with us a couple times. Mm -hmm. Um, our kids are about the same age and they were just so nice to extend the invitation. We were like, we got to do it. So, uh, so I came up here, we all came up here. Um, they had already been here for a day and, or a day and a half. And then we got here. And then, uh, by the time this is released to the world, uh, we will have been back for a couple of days. Um, but it's, um, it's been really, really awesome, and they've been so nice to have us, and this house is beautiful, and from what I understand, it's right across Mud Bay from your old house. Yeah, we have a very, sorry, I don't like when people say very unique house. We had mm -hmm. a unique house because um, my uh, uncle was a, uh, actually, my, my grandfather was a, a carpenter, and my um my uncle is a, I mean, he, he would build houses from the ground up and, and he always did unusual things. And my other uh, uncle was an architect and wanted to do unique things. He uh, normally built hospitals, but they all put their passions into this house. And my dad was just a big, strong guy. So that worked out um, good because he got to do most of the, the shitty work and they, mm -hmm. they got to do all the fun designy stuff. But it's it's pretty incredible place. I I hope you can like uh, get a picture across the bay and I can point it out to you. It used to be further back in the woods, but it slowly slid toward the water. So it's it might be almost in the water by now. Wow. <laughs> well, I will I will go down since I have. So this is the fourth today. So since I actually have today off, I will go down to the beach and. Uh, try to get a good like kind of panorama and then mm -hmm. send it to you and and you can uh tell me to zoom in on any particular spot or something cool so so this yeah, yeah like you said it's the fourth there used to be i mean sporadically it was never every year but there would be fireworks um often uh, either over 
Fisherman's Bay or the most spectacular ones were um, where the Richardson General Store burned to the ground. There's a lovely bay there that they used to do fireworks. Is there something going on on the island and are you guys going? I don't know if we're going. Um, there was a couple of years ago, there was there was stuff that we could, I think we could see it from the vacation rental that we had at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that, um, from what I recall, that's on the other side. So yeah. I bet there'll be, there are teenagers in our, in our crew this weekend. So um, they're going to want to see something if they wanted to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they they would probably want to check it out. So if uh, if they want, and then if they want to go, Gus will probably want to go. So there'll probably be some momentum uh, going towards that, and that that'd be cool. It's also the birthday of the hostess here, and so um, we'll probably roll with what she wants to do too. So that's cool. The only thing that kind of sucks about Fourth um, of July in Seattle, especially if you have smaller kids and and they want to go see the fireworks or whatever. The fireworks don't go off till about 10 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a long time for kids to stay up. Like, is Gus, is he yet to the age where he likes watching this stuff? Oh, yeah. He would like it. And he's a total night owl. Like, the first night that we were here, I think the kids were up till midnight. So um, they're ready to rock and roll with uh, whatever's going on. Although tomorrow's going to be the hectic day because that's the day we're all going back. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we have to, you know, do a bunch of laundry and make stuff nice and, you know, pack yeah. things. And then we're super lucky that um, they accommodated our not driving um, across, you know, like not taking oh, right. the car across on the ferry. Yeah. So when we get to the ferry, we'll be able to just like walk on. Um, so, mm-hmm. but I have to work and help clean up and get to the ferry. <laughs> That's totally nice though, because, uh, the, the day after holiday coming back from the Island, I mean, you have to go to the dock five, yeah. six, seven hours in advance. If you, you know, if you want to make it because the line yeah. just is incredible. So you, you could just, you just stroll on there and it's like no fuss. That's amazing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We, um, a couple of years ago we drove across and, we had that like um, Scarlett O'Hara as God is my witness moment. <laughs> not wanting to do it again. Yeah, um, not a lot to do. do you have not to a lot to do. Which ferry do you take to Lucas? Um, it, oh, gosh. Well, it's from Anacortes. Oh, okay. So yeah. how do you get, do, is your car parked in Anacortes somewhere? Yes. This okay. was amazing too. Um so this, the two things that I was mass stressed about with coming up here and, you know, I wanted to accept the invitation, Gus, we hadn't told him yet, but we knew he would really want to go. And I just kept wrestling with it because I was like, I'm, I absolutely don't have those days off. I will have to work except on the fourth and, um, the, the parking thing, because I knew we'd be going up close enough to the fourth that the parking lots would probably be full or almost full and we would mm-hmm. have to do shenanigans to figure out where to put our car for a couple of days or we would be hosed and end up needing to drive over at the last second and I really didn't want to do that seven hour wait yeah. um, to come back <laughs> and so you know I was stressing I was stressing we got up here or we got up to Anacortes, we went through all the overflow lots. They were full, they were full, they were full. I was like, oh God. And so we went down to the very bottom lot closest to the ferry to turn around. And Gus said, someone's leaving. And someone was leaving and we got a spot right next to the ferry terminal. It was amazing. And he was so proud of himself. It was so cute. (laughs) And we were like, you should be. This was awesome. You just made the trip so much better. He's a good luck charm. I know. He was so (laughs) cute. He was so excited and proud of himself. It was amazing. So we were really happy. That's how it worked out. And we paid for the parking for three days and they have a two hour grace period. And you can re-up the parking over the phone. So like if somehow we got hosed and didn't get back on time, Josh has the receipt and we could call and extend it. It's amazing. Yeah. That's nice. You know, that person could have stood stood by their car and said, 
hey, you want this spot? <laughs> and, and you <laughs> yeah. probably would have broken open the wallet for that, right? Yeah. I would have broken open a few things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, take out the mouth been, guard for that one. I, I would have been willing to do many things yeah. to get that parking spot. Because <laughs> I, I, I've never done that, but I've thought about that before. Like um, when I used to work at Safeco, and I'd, I'd, I'd get there super early in the morning, and I would be leaving like right as the game was starting. You know, I'd hand it over to somebody at like six thirty, seven o'clock, and I'm getting to my excellent parking spot. And I know I could have made money every night by just yep. standing there. <laughs> These poor That's bastards right. getting there late, you know, they're going to miss the game if yep. I don't, hey, uh, 10 bucks, this one's yours right here. You know? <laughs> right. Oh, 10 bucks. I, I, I would have forked over 10 instantly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but good for Gus. Well, uh, yep. a couple things about Lopez on you're staying on Mud Bay, which is actually, you know, the name's not great, but the bay is beautiful. <laughs> Um, hello. It's a uh, it's a great bay for for crabbing. So Barb, uh, if you ever get okay. up to Mud Bay again, set your traps. Um, mm -hmm. You're looking you're looking directly across at where I used to be, and then if you look all the way to the left at the uh, peninsula that comes out um, from the south end of the island and 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 points back north, this the Sperry Peninsula. You'll you'll just see that short that strip of where it's just uh, enough to put a road on. Have you looked at that? No. Um, Okay, when you get down there, you know, um, look look all the way to the left, and there's that there's a massive peninsula. It's like a triangular, um, triangle shaped peninsula. It's called Sperry Peninsula, and there used to be a camp called Camp Norwestern. I think Megan Coughlin even went to that camp, even though her family had a place on Lopez oh. Island, and it was just this great um, camp that uh, everyone loved. And uh, Paul Allen bought that peninsula out from under them in like nineteen in the mid nineteen nineties. I remember I was in prison and my mom was sending me the articles because it was really interesting. He ousted them from there, and there was it was kind of a ruckus. And then he helped them, I think, buy another island out west of Orcas called John's Island, which is about the same size as Sperry Peninsula, and set up their camp. But he bought it basically, I think, for his mom because he built, you know just some beautiful uh, housing and, and some facilities out there. And it, I know his mom lived out there and he would come park his yacht. I don't know if he still does this in mud oh, Bay. Wow. And this mm -hmm. yacht was so big. I swear it displaced water, you know, even though it's, it's <laughs> in the sound. Yeah. It was like when I was in college, um, my little brother in my fraternity was a really rich kid and he was from LaConnor and his, um, he was a native American and his dad, uh, invented some sort of movie ticketing software or something and he got super rich and really nice family and i went up to visit him in laconner and i remember his dad had a boat that was so big it had a boat bigger on it than i'd ever a boat on it on top of it to that was bigger than any boat i'd ever been in you know and yeah. like when paul allen parked his yacht uh you could look at it and go there were like there was there was a boat the size of my friend's boat on top of Paul Allen's boat, and then that <laughs> third boat right? was on <laughs> right. And there's room for a helicopter. Yeah, like, I know oh one my. of his yachts has a helicopter pad on it. Incredible. Wow. <laughs> but um, that's, the the that's... reason I'm telling this story is my uncle used to like to, you know, um, for exercise row around the bay, and the once they set up their compound, and you'd start rowing, get anywhere near the shore, these these armed guys would start walking down the beach. Oh yeah. Toward you. Yep. I've seen that. Uh, Not up here, but I've and, seen that. And like also Washington. if you, if you took your car anywhere near that little road that, that goes across it's... the, to this peninsula, oh, the no. same guys, just like black, you know, just kind of the guys like on the Simpsons that guard the, that guard the supervillain, you know, they got the black turtlenecks mm. and, the, <laughs> and the black slacks and the guns. And you're like, Oh shit. Uh, I guess uh, I guess I'm not allowed to talk to Paul Allen's mom. No. Today. <laughs> Do you normally? Um, I would I would like to chat with her. You know, why not? Um, nobody nobody at Camp Norwester ever cared if we came up close to the shore. They were always very friendly. But things changed when uh, when Paul Allen took over. It's a really beautiful peninsula. I'm not surprised he bought it, and he just has built some lovely. He kept some of the buildings, and he he built some really awesome stuff into the landscape. You know, he didn't do that thing. You know, we've talked about where the big billionaire rich guy wants to make it look like his own. You know, 
this is me or whatever. He he built it like like uh, Bill Gates did into the into the side of the lake. You know, you, you'd hardly know. You know, mm-hmm. but the, when you get when you get on the telescope, you go, oh, Jesus Christ, those are some beautiful. <laughs> There's armed guards. In there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that happens over by um, Bill Gates' house too. If you get within a certain water line, boats come out of nowhere, <laughs> right, yep. to get you away. Yep, it's totally. I've it's seen totally that. True. I've uh, I've yep. been to the guard shack at Bill Gates' house. I delivered pizzas to to the guard shack because that's as far as you get to go. Mm. But uh, it's a lovely shack. It's a nicer guard shack than any house I've ever lived right. in. <laughs> wow. Um, I know Paul Allen has actually three yachts that he parks all over the world and has full mm-hmm. staffs for each one. And then he flies to wherever he decides he wants to go. And he gives yeah, the he, that's tight. yacht captain a certain like 10 hours notice that he's coming. He's a very mm-hmm. yachty guy. Yeah, he's yachty. He's big yachty, not <laughs> little yachty. No. <laughs> So the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, Phyllis, was um, mm-hmm. you you talked about in our in our chat um, that y- y'all did meal planning and that you had meals you were assigned meals for this thing. Emily's family does this too. Have, had did you do this two years ago? I mean, is this uh, do you enjoy that process? Yeah. So so you know, considering that it's the least that we can do, um, you know, we absolutely are on it with all that mm-hmm. stuff. It was complicated a little bit this time by the fact that we were, um, you know, not driving across. So we couldn't just buy a bunch of stuff on the other side and then drive it up ourselves. So Mm -hmm. on Saturday, I went with my friend to Costco and, you know, we bought a bunch of stuff and split it um, without regard to like who was making what or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and we, I had already signed up, me and Josh, which, you know, in practical terms ends up being Josh <laughs> for, um, for four meals. And I figured out, you know, when to do them based on when we would be here. So we weren't like responsible for breakfast immediately the morning after we got here or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, I signed us up for lunch, dinner, breakfast, lunch, four in a row, um, the oh, third really? and the fourth. And, um, and yeah, so far so good. I mean, I've helped a little, um, the, the, I ended up having to work more on Monday than I anticipated. I was hoping for an easy day and it wasn't an easy day, but I did at least make the Brussels sprouts for Josh's flank steak dinner and everybody loved it and was really, really good. So that's great. Um, I can't remember what lunch was yesterday. Um, he wanted to make scones for this morning, so uh, we did that, and then um, right now he's making tacos for everybody, and the kids are really excited about that. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Well, you got teenagers there, so you know it'll all get eight for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they'll be they'll be going to town on that. Yeah. Emily's family is completely food obsessed, and when we go um, to her brother's <laughs> place, they have yeah. they have the you know they have the chart and they have everything everything you know or every, your responsible for this they're responsible for that my problem with it is i can't eat three full meals a day so yeah it is, it is just a problem too much yeah and i actually this um this upcoming weekend i'm going to be going away again with my book club and um it's another family where they've had property in a different part of western washington state called harstein island for decades and um, our friend who founded the book club married into that family. And so they now um, have, uh, you know, primary responsibility for a cabin there. And um, they love to go there all the time, especially in the summer. And he's really had to, um, you know, rein us in with the food because I think when you don't do that kind of thing very often, you're like, okay, we need, you know, we need a breakfast, a lunch and a dinner and everybody wants to contribute and nobody wants to be, you know, coming up Mm -hmm. short and be whack or anything. But he's had to be like, hey, (laughs) we're not actually going to eat all this stuff. And it's really not that great to bring all this food to the cabin. And then we're trying to figure out, you know, what to throw out at the last second. It's a big pain. Like, let's, let's chill a little bit on the food. And um, he made a really good uh, point about that this year. So I think it's going to be a little better under control. But um, I mentioned that to Josh, too, because this was another thing that um, that entered into it. A bunch of people were doing a fun run this morning. And um, Josh and I don't do... (laughs) 
fun runs. Get out of here. And it's so, an oxymoron as far as you're fun about Yeah, running. what's up with that? It rhymes, but it doesn't mean anything. Right. And no. so, the like, rhyme isn't working had, on me. Yeah, what is up with that? And so, I mean, uh, probably about half of these scones will end up being eaten. Um, you know, the people who ate them really enjoyed them. Um, I'm well familiar with the TDP, uh, Takedown Podcast, <laughs> anti-scone positioning. I understand it. <laughs> um, if you feel like but, you have you know, too many some... raccoons around your cabin, just throw the scones <laughs> out there. Just throw a scone at their head. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, but I was just like, you know, probably just like fruit and cereal and yogurt will be enough yeah. for the people who want it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that he had that same feeling that kicks in of like, well, if I signed up for a breakfast, I should provide mm-hmm. A breakfast, you know, so he, he did, but you know, the people who did the fun run, like, you know, fortunately my friend who was the chef for so many years, she like, you know, whipped up some scrambled eggs and they had some fruit and, you know, they got what they needed before they went out. And then when I was getting up, my friend's husband already decided he was, he was like, oh, I need to, I need to bake this scone dough that Josh made. I was like, man, are you sure? And, you know, he was like, yeah, I want to do it. So he did it. And then that allowed me to prepare for what we're doing right now. <laughs> so oh, that's cool. It was very Appreciate nice it. that he did mm-hmm. that. Well, yeah. my, my suggestion for this, uh, for this type of thing, and I think Christy, you'll, you'll like this as someone who, you know, plans all this mm-hmm. kind of crap for, for work is how about, um, two meals, uh, a, a brunch and a dinner, and then mm-hmm. yeah. somebody is assigned a specialty cocktail for the day or for each Ooh, for each like uh, yeah. meal. And then you can always have leftovers. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, if someone is that hungry and the, and the teenagers yeah. maybe are that those per- they can get eat the leftover taco stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, totally. I mean, the leftovers are accumulating as we speak. <laughs> right. Josh made this up. amazing flank steak last night. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping someone will chop some of that up into tacos because it yep. only probably about two thirds of it got eaten. And he, I mean, he made three big ass flank steaks. So that's crazy. But well, that's what you get tacos. from Costco. So yeah, I know. I think it would be great. So, you know, maybe, maybe there, and he's making that right now. So maybe that's what's part of what's, what's going on. But also my friend, the chef made these amazing meatballs the other night and like we tore into him, but there's definitely at least a lunch left of these meatballs. So Meatball I'm subs. hoping somebody tears into that. But I don't think it's going to be me because I'm stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's one thing that I don't understand about camping is we take all of our stuff and then we live outside yeah. in the dirt. And and then yeah. all we do is eat. Like, okay, well, we're going to eat breakfast. Okay, then we're going to clean up all the dishes and then we're going to start lunch. Yeah. Like, just stay home. You would save money. I know. And you get to sleep in your own bed. I just don't get it. I know. I'm definitely, I'm cooking and cleaning up way more than I do in my own house, but (laughs) it is gorgeous here, I have to say. And they very, very generously gave us what I've figured out as the master suite. I mean, they so didn't have to do that, but um, they did. And um, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I'm really happy to be here, but yeah, I'm definitely doing more work. Yeah, it's like chores. Um, the one I time do. I did a situation like this, we rented a houseboat on Lake Roosevelt. Have you guys ever uh-huh. been to Lake Roosevelt? Um, I don't think so. I think I have. Yeah, it's, I think I have with my church when I was a kid. It's weird because it's the Columbia River, but when they dam when the dam's up, it's Lake Roosevelt. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So this is a right. big thing. You rent these big houseboats. We had probably seven people on it. Has all these bedrooms, two bathrooms, a hot tub on the top. And you're supposed to just tool around for a whole week and jump in the water. Well, it was the rainiest Eastern Washington has ever been in 300 years. <laughs> so we had thought like, oh, we're going to be fishing and we're going to be hiking and we're going to be doing all this stuff and swimming. So we didn't bring yeah. anything else to keep us entertained. And wow. all we did is sit in this houseboat. Well, part of it was same thing. Everyone was assigned different meals. And this woman brought, she was going to make teriyaki chicken. So first day, Sunday, she comes in. She has this giant Tupperware thing that's probably the size of a cookie sheet filled with raw chicken in juices. No. And it was so disgusting. And her meal wasn't oh. even till like supposed to be at the end of the week. 
And I was like, no. no. Okay. Well, and then we have only a tiny fridge. It's like being in an RV, basically. So yeah. this this chicken in its juices were sloshing around for days, <sighs> just dripping over everything. And I'm like, I, I'm glad I don't oh. eat meat at this point. <laughs> Oh, but people yeah, the health department would have failed you. On, now you do. <laughs> it's so disgusting. It's I think we, I think we ended up having to throw it over the boat. No, oh, this fish was grubbing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing is because it was so cold and rainy, no fish were out. <laughs> oh, right. Good it for was... them. They would have been floating up with X's over their eyes. Yeah. The, if they had the... been in a feeding mode. The best thing is you oh, would go God. in every. You could go in as much as you wanted and have all the bathrooms like sucked out or whatever and get gas. Mm -hmm. And we went in after our, I think our second day we had Mexican Fiesta. And uh -huh. so we had you know, a taco bar and margaritas and the whole thing. And then we went and mm -hmm. our boat was kind of si shifting to one side, like a lot. Yeah. Like, it was mm -hmm. noticeable. Yeah. So we went in. And they had to suck all the poop out. And the machine was just going crazy. It was like smoking was coming. Smoke was coming out yeah. of it. And we all were like, Mexican fiesta. And, oh. <laughs> and then they warned us. They said, you have to. Um, so we took numbers. Like one, two, and four pooped on one side. And the other so mm -hmm. we could keep it even. <laughs> poop, poop ballast. Right. Is what that's called. <laughs> Speaking of poo, um, when Phyllis was... Preparing for the show earlier, I was out and about and she was putting together a run sheet and putting the clip on there. And I got home, pulled up the run sheet so I could get the clip. And the the title of this episode, at least on the run sheet, is Phyllis Fave, Wet Undies and Surprise Poo. So <laughs> yeah. Um now I've listened to the clip now, but uh why why did you why did you pick this and uh please set it up for us? Yeah, well, um, I picked this because I'm, um, I was going back to my thing of, oh, you know, how should I pick? Well, it's it, one easy way to pick is to go back to uh, the month that we're in, um, which is our traditional way of doing it that I sometimes deviate from. But I said, let me go back and look at some Julys that, that we didn't do uh, last year. And I kept a, uh, like I had in my last, um, <clears throat> excuse me, in my last year or so of, of listening to archive episodes, if there was something that stood out to me as being uh, particularly funny, I would make a little note about it in our Slack that we run together. And, um, and uh, when I was listening to July 2009, I made note of a couple things, and this was one of them. And it was, um, it was, it was, I just called it underwear stories and I put underwear stories, not the kingdom story. <laughs> so I know anyone listening to this is well familiar with Luke's uh, kingdom pooping himself story. This is like a slightly different underwear story. And then it veers at the end into a uh, different type of underwear story. <laughs> so this one starts in July, 2009, um, when Luke is uh, with Vanessa and getting ready to go on a trip and he's recounting to Jen that he's like at the end of his clean clothes and has to do mass laundry before he takes off on the trip. And part of that was that he had run out of underwear. And so he had been at home trying to get some underwear dry because he really wanted to wear shorts to work. And of course, with shorts, you have to wear underwear. So that's where this tale begins. Okay. Jeremy, play the tape. So I used to, when I was a kid, sometimes uh, I, I would be, I would go to school, and my mom, the, my mom would have like thrown the stuff in the dryer, but it wasn't quite dry. And I remember sitting in school and having my underwear drying while I'm sitting in school and having it feel really itchy and just uncomfortable. So I'm not really into that anymore. I'm slightly scarred on that front. So what I had to do was take a single pair of underwear, throw them in the dryer by themselves selves and run the dryer and then I kept checking on it and I'm sitting there I got the baseball game on the TV and I'm hoping that Boston will tie it up therefore extending the game giving me a little more time to get into the station meanwhile I'm frantically checking my underwear in the dryer and every time I open the dryer it lets the heat out checked underwear never dry that's I think uh, a wise man once said that Ben Franklin I'm pretty sure yes that's right so I'm sitting there and Vanessa's just in hysterics, watching me in my little kind of ridiculous state of 
having to dry this underwear so I can wear these shorts to work where I'm supposed to be an hour before previous. <laughs> so I, I'd say I'm pretty prepared for my trip. Yeah, it sounds like you have a lot of laundry to do tonight. So you've got underwear on now? I do have underwear on now, although I'm going to tell you it wasn't completely dry. Oh. I, I mean, it was seriously like I thought, what's the what's the rule on missing the opening of the show because I was drying my underwear? <laughs> I mean, is that an acceptable excuse? <laughs> and I decided it probably wasn't. So, I, Although, actually, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Not itching. Not itching. Everything seems okay. So, problem solved. I, um, I'm just trying to think. I mean, I definitely... I did have to go a day without underwear once, but it was because I wet my pants. <laughs> I was a child. I wet my pants in school uh-huh. in art class. And actually, this boy, and I'm going to name him Benjamin Bickner, was sitting right next to me. The mummy's said, brother. Mm-hmm. And he was sitting right next to me, and he looked over and he said, what's that? What is that? And I said, I spilled my art water. And he leaned in. <laughs> is that and what you said, call it in your family? <laughs> he leaned in and said, that's not art water. That's pee. And he raised his hand and said, Mrs. Robinson, um, Jennifer just... Peter pants. So then everyone looked over at me and then she said, go to the bathroom. Well, I'd been asking her to go to the bathroom for like mm-hmm. an hour and she kept saying, wait for recess. And so then she says, go to the bathroom. And I'm like, well, I did. I mean, it's too late now. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, well, go clean yourself up. So I went and cleaned myself up and it was really embarrassing and all this stuff. So I had to go the whole day without underwear because they took it away. And- <laughs> Confiscated it. <laughs> and then I got home and my mom said, where's your underwear? And I said that I fell in a mud puddle. <laughs> I knew I already had tried art water, and that didn't work. So I said I fell in a mud puddle, and it got dirty, and the nurse took it. And I told this whole story. And she goes, oh, well, that's interesting because your school called and said that you peed your pants in class. I'm like, well, then why did you Ooh, ask that's me? That's entrapment. Entrapment. Mm-hmm. I, when I was in kindergarten, I went to this place, I'm not kidding, called Pillar of Fire Christian Elementary School. your class Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I had this teacher, Mrs. Foreigner, who was sadistic, right? And... um I uh, I remember very clearly uh, needing to go to the bathroom so bad that I'm doing a jig in my chair, you know, like sliding back and forth trying to hold it in. And I was doing a work page, and it was circle the things that start with the letter K. I remember circling K for king. I mean, it's weird how these memories mm-hmm. become very indelibly etched in your mind. And I remember having to go to the bathroom so bad and doing this jig and raising my hand and going, can I please go to the bathroom? And her saying, you have to finish your work. And I'm circling K for king, and it's just like, all right. It's happening in my pants and just peeing and feeling super relieved, feeling pretty great, actually, and never really fixing the situation. Just nobody nobody noticed that I'd spilled my art water. And I remember going throughout the rest of my day, and eventually it sort of dried and everything seemed okay. And then I remember going to this Burger King on Aurora uh, with my mom at, at 130th and Aurora, and my mom going, smells like uh, somebody might have gone potty in their pants, and me going, not me. <laughs> Speaking of uh, speaking of uh, soiled undies, I was walking with Vanessa yesterday in our neighborhood, and our neighborhood is is like a is a pretty it's sort of a a, a nice-ish neighborhood. But then if you go up the hill from our house, it's ridiculous. It's uh, the neighborhood's called Cascadia. It sort of overlooks like Washington, and these are these incredible houses. They're all like multi multi million dollar houses. And we're walking, and and you know all the people that live in these houses have people that do their lawn, so every the, everything's manicured, everything's really nice. And we're walking along, and we just smell something horrible. I mean, a very intense, bad smell. And um, we look over, and there are some un- underpants. They look to be like women's underpants that are just smeared with feces on the parking what? strip of somebody's house with flies on them. Huh. And you you ever see something like that, and you just go. I need to know the backstory on that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did it look like human feces? It did appear to be human, I guess. So I mean, it didn't I, maybe fall out of the car and then a dog came. Right. That would be very odd for a dog to... <laughs> I'm trying to make it not be what it sounds like, which is that a grown woman in your neighborhood who's a multimillionaire went poo in her panties and left them in her front yard. Like, yeah. I want it to not be that. It's like but, a calling card. But that's <laughs> that seems to be the only logical explanation. And yeah, there are so many things like they just there's it just it just raises a bunch of questions. It doesn't answer any of them. And I really wish I, I really wish I would have I mean I think if you're gonna do that you should leave a note too that just explains it. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind people leaving stuff like that around as long as you can fill in the gaps of the story for me because this is keeping me up at night. Yeah, storyboard it, you know, that's just right. put it right out there. Yeah, it's it's bedeviling me. 
All right. So my first question about this underwear is, was he, did he clean this in the sink? Why is there one pair of wet, clean underwear? Right. Well, I I think he pulled it out of the washer and then put it in the dryer by itself to hope that it would dry faster. Okay. So the the load was done and you didn't Oh, I don't know if that's the case. I'm saying I hope. (laughs) Okay. Right. Yeah. I think. That is a good question that the clip doesn't answer, and so maybe in the show description I'll have to uh, add that in, or as a um, a comment on the LRB page or something, because uh, I actually don't remember. I just remember noting that this, to me, was when it got funny, but it is kind of a weird situation to have a pair of underwear in the dryer, and it's not, if it's in the dryer by itself, it's not going to get dry very fast. <laughs> maybe he didn't know that. Maybe yeah. he thought if he just But did I feel one, like we've all done that, right? You take the jeans yeah. out and put it in the wash or the shirt or whatever that you're going to wear. Hair dryer yeah, is the faster. Problem, yeah, hair dryer. Put it on your body and then dry it because you have the body yeah. heat. Can you <laughs> tell I've done this a lot? <laughs> yeah. Luke watching a baseball game with a hair dryer aimed at his crotch. Hope, yeah, hoping that, that Boston rallies, I think, against yes. the Mariners so that the game will continue yeah. or something. Yeah, so bad. And and um, I mean, the thing is, though, if you just put in one pair of underwear, it's not going to tumble. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick just to the throw in a, a so towel. No air will pass through. Everybody if Vanessa's you, just sitting there laughing at it. If you put a towel in with it, a dry towel, yes. it will help. That's the tip. Yep. Yeah. Well, a little late now, eight years later. Right. <laughs> but anyone listening to this who needs to dry a pair of underwear... Uh-huh. Christie's just the tip of the day is put in a big nice. dry towel with it. Mm-hmm. Well, this one, I mean, it's very Luke though yes. to be late for the show. Um, I didn't, I didn't get any, I didn't get any call on that day from, from Jen. Maybe she wasn't worried about Luke getting there on time because he may have been keeping better contact with her than the day, my moonlight Graham day when I showed up and uh, was, was never, never called to the plate. Well, Mike, I have a question about that day. Um, yeah, how, I don't remember it. I need to find it though. Do you know the date that it that it happened? Oh no, I really don't. It, it was Radio Days, of course, so that narrows it way down. Right, but um, he was, was coming back summer? from Vancouver, and it was probably on a Monday. So because he got to a music festival. What was the day that he slept in and called? Is that the day? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. This was this was they got stuck. They went to a music festival, I think at Whistler or something. Oh, okay. So it would have been like summertimey and it would have been a Monday. Um and that's 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 about all I can really tell you. Okay. I have that in our Slack that day that he slept. <laughs> Oops. Hello? Yeah, that oh. one's funny too. I like that one too. But uh, he was he was trying to call on his way back from Vancouver, and you know, um, he he did cut it really close. Jen did the right thing to try to try to fill that gap, but it was it was fun. I, I went on and and we had some fun, but um, but yeah, he Is, he he used to cut it like insanely close. I can't believe how day. close he would cut it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We find out the mummy has a brother, right? Yeah, Ben. This so, is I just tried to find him on Facebook and couldn't find him. Benjamin Vicknair. Um, what are the chances, ladies, that uh the mummy is estranged from this brother at this point? Fifty <laughs> fifty? <Pretty. About> <laughs> I would say eighty twenty. I mean if the brother has had anything worthy of stealing in his entire adult life, you know the mummy has stolen it. Right. Right. <laughs> Hit power, you know. <laughs> Booze, whatever. I do want to see what he looks I I want to know all about him, but I don't actually want Do you know what I mean? Like I don't want to meet him. Yeah, he could be a fox. You never know. There's good genes there. Maybe right. he's maybe he's brushed his teeth in the last 20 years so he still has his unlike the mummy. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. But um Okay, so did Jen say oh, how old she was when this incident happened? Oh, she said she was a little kid. Yeah. And at Jesus Creek, so. Yeah, right. It seems like it seems like something an elementary schooler would, would say. 
I spilled my art water. Right. I know. <laughs> I'm not even artistic to know what that even means. So when you put your paintbrush, you yes. able to come up with that one. Your paintbrushes. Oh, that's yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, I was thinking paintbrush, paintbrushes, or possibly like paper mache or something. But uh-huh. that was one of those things oh, right. that I was D- like. The dipping sauce I, I for was, the paper mache. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, I wish they had kept using that because it was so funny when he did that one callback to it in the clip. Yeah. So yeah. funny. <laughs> um, if if I were I a person that art. still wet my pants, <laughs> I would say I spilled my art water. <laughs> I know. It's cute. It's it's so great. All these peace stories. I mean, mine, my, my peace story that I've told a couple times already about peeing in my boots um, I didn't like to talk to adults. I was scared of adults. I don't think I ever raised my hand in, in class to go to the bathroom. And that, that was the reason that that happened because my teachers were nice and probably would have said, yeah, sure. Go to the bathroom. But these assholes at Jesus Creek, I mean, she's Jen, you know, she's not a troublemaker. If she says right. she has to go to the bathroom, Christ. If, if you are that kind of person, you need to not be teaching little kids because when little kids say they have to go to the bathroom, it's already too late. Right. Yep. She's not going to have to smoke some weed. or <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. She's a little kid. She says she has to go to the bathroom. She's going to go to the bathroom, whether it's in the bathroom or in her pants. Right. And, and then it becomes a pants. you problem. Like everyone's problem at that point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, I, I had a, a teacher. upset with her mom. Go ahead, Christy. Okay. Oh, I had a teacher who, um, I think I've talked about it before. You got five um, little cards with a number on it every day. And and we were named a number. Like, we didn't have names, just a number. And mm-hmm. you got five of those a day. And that could be questions, if you had questions about the homework or mm. going to the bathroom. Right. So, it's like NFL challenges, you know? <laughs> you only get it right. And then when you're out, you're peeing your pants, I guess. And so I would use all of mine for questions because I always have more questions sure. and then and save it up for recess. But I would see people have used up their questions and, and peeing their pants all the time. And this was in fifth grade because the teacher was so mean. No, at that point you got to run to the bathroom and take the 15 yard penalty. Right. And, and okay. flip them off as you're going out. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I'm going to take this penalty because yeah. I'm not I'm peeing my pants. But what I was going to say was okay. uh, I'm, I'm upset at Jen's mom because Me that question too. when she, when she came home, okay, one, you're either trying to trick your kid and make them lie or whatever, or two, you want the underwear? Did you want her to tote this underwear around all day and bring it home? No, the rule is whether you are in elementary school or <clears throat> you're at discount tire, when that underwear has been soiled, that underwear is dead. You know, <laughs> it's not going anywhere. It needs to go in the trash can, the closest place to where you peeled it off your pee covered or poo covered legs it's gotta go so phyllis uh, i do you have any experience of this usually they put it in a little plastic bag and send it home no (laughs) no 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 i give permission to fire it (laughs) oh um uh, the way that happens at gus's school so he hasn't done this in a while i do have a pair uh, like a complete change of clothes Mm -hmm. for him in his backpack like i have it all rolled up really small in the small compartment but um if he were to do that he would just not say anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) good for him i love um, that kid that's how it would come home he would just continue wearing dirty underwear and then i would be like kind of like what luke's mom did smells like somebody (laughs) uh... (laughs) i just i could never see myself standing up and saying I've just soiled myself. I just couldn't. Yeah. Do, I, at that age, I just, right. I was scared of adults. I didn't, you know, I was like, yeah. my business was my business. Um, yep. Does he know about the change of clothes though? He does. I remind okay. him about it sometimes, even yeah. though the reminder hasn't been necessary for a while, but mm. I just let him know, like when the, if they have PJ day or something like that. And I'm like, Hey, just remember if, if you get tired of being in your PJs or something, you have, mm-hmm. you have, you always have this entire other outfit in your backpack and he's like mm-hmm. okay and yeah. he's never used it at Ellie's school they have lockers because it's an old junior high so every oh, yeah. every student brings a whole change of clothes um mm-hmm. from like under socks shoes in 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 their locker the only time we've yeah. ever she's ever needed it is she fell in a mud pile pot oh, like a big yeah, puddle that sucks so. <laughs> oh 
poor thing. Yeah, no, that's you know, nice. But that's I, good I can that think she of had it. Lots of times in elementary school, junior high, and high school where I wish I had another shirt or, you know, I mean, because yep. shit happens or whatever. Right. <laughs> Yes. But I never thought about it. Really it really does. I never thought yes. about that. But it, you know, yeah. you could have. If I had that change of clothes, I could have raised my hand like the, the, the uh, like Steve Martin in that movie, and said, "Do you mind if I go to the bathroom?" And then just right grabbed it. Right. That's <laughs> just, right. Just gone for it. Yep. Yeah. I, I really like Sean's uh, Sean's line about the the found poop being somebody's calling yeah. card. <laughs> That you is know the worst is. calling yeah. card I've ever, I've ever heard it's of. It's awful. It, so bad. When I, when I worked at um, Walgreens in college, there was definitely someone that had a poo fetish that would come into the men's bathroom and smear it everywhere. Because it oh, that no. happening once, shame on you. But when it's yeah. a couple times a week, that's someone getting jollies off that, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. My neighborhood, yeah, oh my one God. of my neighborhood friends, kids from two doors down, <clears throat> he, um, they had a basement bathroom. You know, we all had these like semi-finished basements that our dads who weren't handy would try to put together, <clears throat> Yeah, you know, a living space. And this kid, Philip Vanderweist, um, I was best friends with his twin brother, Patrick Vanderweist, and Philip had a thing about shit. And if you ever went into that bathroom in the basement, <laughs> he just draw all over the walls with shit. Oh, is he a serial killer now? Because so that's oh, one of those. God. That's if, one of those if he checklist is, he's things. He's gotten away with it because I haven't heard his name. So. Yeah, that's oh. that's one of those checklist things of being weird about poop. Yeah. Oh God, this is vile. That's insane. <laughs> well, the thing I'm always tripped out by is, um, and I've never encountered this, but because um, I don't do that whole Black Friday thing on. Um, thanksgiving weekend mm -hmm. but a lot of people who have to work in those stores call it brown friday because people just poop all over their store <sighs> there's articles about it and there's footage of it no. and some of it is just that there's way more people than normal and there's always a certain number of people who do this but part of it also is people like loading up on mm -hmm. thanksgiving dinner and then getting in some kind of crazy line at like two in the morning <laughs> right. and not thinking ahead uh -huh. and i think my favorite story about that was somebody who <laughs> went in a dryer at best no. Buy. oh oh like mike says there <laughs> needs to be a little bit more shame in this world yeah, yeah. i agree we could do just we could to do say some crazy shame. Just to save $50 on a damn TV you don't need, you yeah. do not need to poop in a dryer. No. It's such Let a me ask article. you guys this. How much of a discount would you need on that dryer after it had been returned oh. to its original state? And you, but you knew they it better been pay me in. to take that dryer. How? <laughs> yeah, no. is delivery no. included? <laughs> no. Man. Will it dry underwear Hell, no. by itself? Oh, oh God. Ah. Uh. So, Phyllis, you have a story about finding some poop? Yeah, this was, it's like, there's something about finding poop that, like, it, it, it never fully goes away. It's like an assault on your memory. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those, um, even though it only lasted, like, a second in my life, it just stuck with me. And it wasn't even a super crazy place to find it, but... The way it looked was disgusting and highly memorable. And so um, there's this park in Seattle called Freeway Park, and it's right over I-5, and it's kind of a cool idea. They built kind of like a little waterfall and these, um, you know, concrete stairs and stuff all up and down over I-5. Phyllis, downtown. you nailed it. It's a cool, it was a cool idea. It was a cool yes, idea. Yes, cool idea. <laughs> <laughs> and and when it was kind of new, I remember like we thought it was cool enough that my mom and I would go down there with mm -hmm. my grandma and like take pictures in front of it. Like we thought it was cool. Um, but we are vile as a species and <laughs> the park allows for a lot of nooks and crannies just yeah. by its design. And so there's a lot of nonsense that happens in this park. Mm -hmm. And I was hanging out with my brother who actually grew up right by Freeway Park. He grew up in an apartment building right by the convention center um, uh, next to I-5 in downtown Seattle. And we were crossing through that park and I just saw the biggest, most vile disgusting pile of poop and i was like oh my god and 
just like what happened to that person <laughs> like so they, many questions um, right <laughs> yeah like they look like they are not well you know <laughs> by judging by that and my brother i think my brother was just used to tuning these things out because he just he couldn't deal with it if mm -hmm. he thought about it all the time and he was just like you think that came from a person and like you could just see his worldview shifting Aww. and just so many things becoming horrible because I think he had always convinced himself that that was dogs. And we were both adults, but I think he was just at a point in his life where he just had the horse blinders on, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. It's a different and smell. Just like, we if you never had dogs, spoke about you know. it again. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. Shape and I and like, smell. I've never even had one, but it just like, I was just like, I just think based on where that is, you know, <laughs> I think that's a person. Nobody was walking their Great Dane in that nook and cranny. Right. Yeah, <laughs> not really. Yeah, uh, it, it was, it was gross uh -huh. and a bummer. <laughs> um, yeah. I have a found poo story that I don't yeah. think I've ever told on this show. Um, yeah. when I used to work for Papa John's, uh, before we moved our offices in Redmond, we had this office in Tukwila and it was an open floor plan, at least for those of us lowly people that worked for the Papa John side and not the Red Robin side. They all had offices and we had an open space. So, um, I, I didn't share my cubicle with anyone, but there was another computer terminal there, which was where... It was hooked up to every every restaurant that we had, and it could pull all the numbers. So we would often, you know, take turns sitting there and getting the numbers from all the stores that we needed and printing them. Um, so there's usually just an empty chair in that monitor behind me. And my friend Janelle would – she worked in another part of the office, but she would always come over, and we would bullshit um, a lot. So she came over and she was like leaning against the wall on my side of the cubicle and, and we were talking and um, there was a, there was a, a guy in our office. He was our IT guy named Joe Light and it was a pretty ironic name because he was probably the biggest person I've ever met personally <laughs> mm -hmm. and a really mm -hmm. super, super nice guy and, and uh, had my back at all times and, and, um, even I think I've said this before. He like warned me about looking at porn because I'd come in on the weekend just to get away from the halfway house and I'd looked at porn on the computer and he came to me on Monday and, and said like, hey, um, you know, when you're here on the weekend, you should just like take it easy or whatever. You know, he didn't even say what I, what wow. he, but I was like, gotcha. <laughs> I, will, I will take it. <laughs> wow. I will quote unquote, take it easy. So anyway, that's yeah. how nice a guy this was. And he, yeah. he died a few years after this incident. Um, he got the gastric bypass or whatever, and it didn't work out. And he, he died. Just He was just un oh. too too large to live. So oh. uh, he he came over while Janelle and I were there. And he he been, he been sat and he got whatever numbers, you know, and this chair, you know, was, was struggling to keep, keep him up. But it did the job. And then he got up and left. And um, Janelle looked at the chair and said, what's that? Uh, and I said, I, I don't know. And I, I like wheeled my chair over and I I picked up this like little brown nugget. Right. No. And um, turns out, you know, Joe had a hard time like, you know, with his hygiene because of how big he was. And, but <gasps> but I didn't make that connection. And I picked this thing up off the chair and I, I was like, I don't know. And I smelled it. <laughs> I put, put it up to my nose and smelled it and then and oh. then and then I put it back on the chair exactly where I'd found it and um and Janelle said that was shit wasn't it and I did not say anything back to her my stomach was just turning and I just got up and I went to the bathroom and gave my my hand a rape shower and uh, <laughs> my skin is oh. just now growing back <laughs> oh yeah, I was going to say, how how did you um, accommodate yourself without that hand anymore? <laughs> right, 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 right. One, one hand is... and one leg. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. you know, I, um, I like him because of how he helped you when he really could have not. And so um, yeah. I say um, blessings upon him, the yeah. late uh, Joe. But um, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. It's really awful. Yeah. Poor him. Mm -hmm. I know. Oh, like, um, well, but my oh, boss had to talk to him a couple times about oh, no. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You got to oh. clean that up or whatever. Oof. I'm, I'm, well, see, maybe I'm sweating that's why he was so nice. Moment, so. Because yeah, people had been nice to him about his issue. Maybe yeah. that's why he was nice to you yeah. about yours. Yeah, absolutely. I would never have said anything about that shit <laughs> to him. Nope. Just, no. No. Nope. Just wheel that chair down to the dumpster and just fire it in there. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. Along with your hand, just cut it off. Uh, yep. <laughs> right. Just can someone just machete this right here and just oof, right. We'll and hopefully it. you've God. never picked up unknown brown things ever in your life. No. Again after that. No. Learn yeah. the lesson. Big Janelle still laughs at me and laughs and laughs and laughs. <laughs> oh no. Um, I've seen oh, no. lots of unidentified poop around because I've been to San Francisco and mm. uh for some reason that place is just a toilet all over the ground. Um but a funny story I have of pooping in public, not me, but Ellie, we were in Port Townsend for the day and she's like she had just recently been potty trained. And so when she says, I have to poop, like it's, it's already like, it's, it's sticking out, you know? Um, And so we're running all around town and there's these big signs that say restroom. And so we're trying to find it, can't find it anywhere. So we're like, we're just going to have to go under this dock. So we go under the dock and luckily because she was newly potty trained, we just had um, baby wipes like with us. And Mm. um, so Jeremy has to hold her up in like a squatting position and her pants are down and she's just pooping straight on the beach as he's holding her up and of course i had Mm -hmm. to take pictures because that's adorable um and then (laughs) because it's a beach there's lots of um dog bags so we picked it up of course because that's really gross and um you know use the baby wipes and and everything was fine and then we get out and we were just laughing about how funny that was and um she's like i pooped on the beach and was telling everyone and as we came out the dock under which she pooped was the public restroom. Like, oh, so boo. oh man, oh boo! <laughs> and uh, I think I sent that picture to Luke because he was living there at the time. I'm like, um, we just shit up your beach. <laughs> <laughs> probably cleaner under the dock than a public restroom. We probably did right. did better. Good point. Right. That's right. amazing. <laughs> Yuck. But we cleaned well, it up because oh uh, that would have been terrible. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, I've gone commando once in my life and it was a disaster. I'll, I'll say that oh, I no. I didn't poop my pants. I just chose not to wear any underwear on a particular day. And uh, this is a this is a LRB exclusive. I don't think I've ever told this story to anyone. I think the only people that know about mm-hmm. it are my ex wife and my my ex stepdaughter. Okay. And they they mm-hmm. like Janelle. They laugh and laugh whenever I I recall this time. Or I usually don't recall it, but they make sure that, mm-hmm. that it gets recalled, you know? Yeah. Okay. So when we were living in Florida, we lived in married student housing, which was right by all the sports complexes. In fact, it was probably closest to the baseball field of any place that anyone ever lived. And I I loved playing baseball and, and I, I like to, you know, go over to the field and like, toss the ball around and, and do some hitting or whatever with the, with the guys, you know, that not like during an official practice that they weren't going to let me practice with them, but, but like on off days or whatever, they would let me throw batting practice. And, and what that meant was that, um, I would be throwing at just about my maximum capacity and almost blowing my arm out and they would be mm-hmm. smashing the ball all over the field. Like it was batting <laughs> practice. Cause that's what it was for them. And they threw me a bone and gave me some gear. And one of the pieces of gear they gave me were some, um, University of Florida, uh, baseball pants. And I loved wearing those. I, I, I cut them off cause I'm, you know, I'm Andrew at heart. So I cut them off above the knee and I would wear these baseball pants as like my tonight pants or whatever. So one day we're going to go to the beach at Cedar key. And I realized I don't have a swimsuit. I'm not kind of, I'm not really a beach guy, so I don't have a swimsuit, but you know, Meredith's old enough now where she's going to start learning to swim and I can help her and so we're going to this this nice beach at Cedar Key, hour or two away from the house. And I just said, okay, well, I'll just wear my baseball pants. And for some reason I thought, well, since we'll be swimming, I don't want like underwear, right? Like, because when you have a oh, swimsuit, no. you don't wear underwear. <laughs> right. Yeah. So everything's fine. I, I look fine. It's, it's it's cool. I love my Allison's. I, you know, I look, I look good in these pants. That's one of the reasons I like to wear them. So... Uh, we get to the beach and we we go tearing out there and I'm, you know, playing in the 
surf with Meredith and kind of, you know, holding her and showing her how to do the swimming and all that. <clears throat> we get out of the water and we're walking toward Mm-mm. Lee, who's set up on the beach. And um, I, Mike, I, were they white? Were they white pants? They're white. Oh, yeah, they're white. Oh. Yeah, they're white. They're white. They're, well, there's there's the University of Florida logo on the back pocket, but that's not helping. <laughs> right. No, no, no. That's not going to help you. That's not helping. Um, oh. So we're we're approaching and I see Lee like like shield her eyes, like cover her eyes, like to make sure she sees what she's seeing, you know, in the bright sunlight. Oh. And then I sit down and, and she goes, look down at yourself. <laughs> oh. And yeah, it was Did all out there. <laughs> it was all out there. So... uh uh, wrapped the towel around myself, um, <laughs> went back to the car and just said, you know, when you guys are done, <laughs> <laughs> we can go home, you know, because there were kids everywhere. <laughs> Mike. Everywhere, kids. Uh. Didn't you do the wet, white math on that? Yeah, right. That's why they do white, wet t-shirt competitions. You you talking right. about wet wet wipes? Yeah, wet oh. and white. White items yeah. get wet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I don't see. I I had no idea. I mean, my the lesson here is just guys never go commando because you just don't know. You just don't know. Because I didn't know. I, I feel like there's a lot more at risk when men don't wear underwear. Yes. Right. I think that's very yeah. true. Yeah. Our bits are all up inside. So right. we can't right. injure ourselves. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so there you go. LRB so exclusive. Crazy. Yeah. That's a lesson to you... teach Gus. Yeah. <laughs> I'll play this for him. So about, know. <laughs> about four hours. About four hours sitting in the car. You know. Oh, in Florida. In the summer. Oh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised some other dad didn't just like run towards you with his fist extended at your head. I, <laughs> like, what the <laughs> f are you doing? I, I think uh, I think we were probably not far from that because one of the things I like to do yeah. on the beach was like because this was back when I was in shape. I like to run up and down the beach. Oh, oh no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, fortunately, Lee was was there and paying attention and. And uh, th- that never happened because yeah, I probably would have gotten oh. tackled. Yeah, well, I wish yeah. She like a streaker. T- I wish she she had taken a picture <laughs> oh, before no. telling you. Oh, for God's sake, no! Oh yeah, can you imagine if that were now? How many places on the internet and from how many angles? Like it would, you would just look like you were wearing a thin film around your upper oh, legs. If that were today, with everyone with their cameras, yeah, I would have been. Yeah. I would have been on some websites. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. of it. I would have been in people's Twitter feeds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's what kind of swimsuit is this? And why isn't it opaque? Get a load of this guy. I'm at the beach. Yeah. I just threw up. Yeah. Well, and did you just, did you stand up and say, the water was cold? Oh, no, the water was very warm. Yeah. I I was everything that I was, you know, thank God. Right, because <laughs> yeah, that would have been bad. Like a Puget Sound, can you imagine? Just no. jumping out of the Puget Sound in in, in your baseball. Your balls pants are just and, up inside you at that point. People be like, that is yeah. that that looks like a dude, but he's got no junk. <laughs> God, the Puget Sound. Oh I hate. God. I hate going out in the Puget Sound. I always hated it. No, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> And not not just for that reason. It's just like you're you even by the time you're you're up to your ankles, you can't even feel your feet anymore. It's it's insane. Yeah. No, that's terrible. <clears throat> so definitely your your nutsack is going to retreat for a few hours. Yeah. Uh, either one of you have any more underwear poo? Uh, <laughs> I think that's it. That's so crazy. I do love knowing, though, that that kind of thing happens in rich people's neighborhoods, too. Like, I like, I get why he was mystified by it, and I love that that happened there. Mm-hmm. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> I, I think one of, the, a mystery. one of the reasons it, it happened there is because, I mean, I'm totally speculating, but just like in, like, Freeway Park or, like, 
downtown where where there either aren't any or enough restrooms or the restrooms there are, are private. No one will let you use them. Um, when yeah, you're in a right. rich person's neighborhood, nobody's going to let you <laughs> into their house to yeah. poop. So when you got to go, you got to go. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I like to think that it was a maid's revenge. Mm. That would be great. Yeah. That the housekeeper quit and left yeah. left a little dirty yeah. on her way out. I, I would think, like, <laughs> right. if I were going to get revenge, I would, like, make it into a slingshot like David and Goliath, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And try to at least get it onto their front porch or... Yeah, or put it in the maybe car. Maybe on the roof. That would be good. <laughs> Underneath right. the front seat because... in the car. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, if you get it onto the house, that's good maid re- re- maid's revenge because it's revenge that the new maid has to address. Mm. But if you leave it in the shrubbery, that's really just revenge on the landscaper. Right. <laughs> yeah, another shitty job for the yeah, landscaper. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, or or your dog's, the dog's going to eat it if it were ginger. No. Oh, oh, oh she'd, come on. She'd scarf that down in no time flat. Oh, oh. <laughs> I let that dog kiss me. <laughs> well, oh. she hadn't eaten any poop that day. Okay, good. Uh, Not that uh, I know of, anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> good Lord. Well, speaking of housekeepers, um, yeah. Christy? Yes, that's me. Um, I just want to tell you guys, thank you so much for buying merch. We're sending out tons of orders and um keep it coming if you go to littleredbandwagon.com um under shop you'll see we just released some uh walsh walsh and doormat stuff and case closed which is a really funny thing and drawings of our face which is always weird and nice (laughs) to have um so yeah keep buying it it's awesome and we're hoping to have even more coming soon yeah, and the people that have gotten their raw shirts, they say they fit really nicely. Um, oh, yeah, Mike, f- and our our take two of trying to get stuff uh, got sent out yesterday. <laughs> awesome. So. Sweet. I can't wait to wear it. I'll take a picture of my stuff when I get it. <clears throat> I'm a pretty good model. Uh, how to get involved with the show, the website is littleredbandwagon.com, Facebook, Go to the Stents page or ours. Show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Voicemail is 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. And with that, Christy, can you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. Uh, We love you, Jen, and I'm really sorry that happened to you. Nailed it!